it is truly an honor to welcome uh, Phil and Rocio uh, and their children back to Georgetown First United Methodist Church. Uh, they, he left us actually eight years ago to go back to his uh, home state of Texas. Oh yeah, I blessed you to go back to Texas? Yeah, well we oh. blessed you to <laughs> you go back to Texas. Me. That's right. And, and I just swear you, you've grown a couple of inches, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in uh, the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I well that up a too. Inches right I was there. thinking maybe I've just shrunk a little since you left. <laughs> I knew that I always looked up to you, but mm -hmm. it's especially prominent right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything over, is big in better. Texas. Everything is big in Texas, including this preacher. But uh, he told me a few weeks ago that they were going to be making a trip to Kentucky to visit, I think, your grandfather, and, mm -hmm. and uh, said they wanted to come back by here and reconnect with many of us that knew the whole flingers when uh, he was with us while he was a student at Asbury Seminary. And I said, well, why don't you preach? And um, so he said yes. Yeah. And uh, we're excited to have them here. Um, you're... you're um, your three little monkeys over here in the second pew were a little unruly in the first service. Yeah, we only have one monkey over there now. Okay, the other yeah. two are probably unruly in the back. <laughs> it yeah, it brought back good. memories of when I was young and had two little boys. It's the season in we're in, brother. And, yeah. uh, you all know the season, so uh, Lord uh, have mercy. We're living in grace. But so. anyway, but we're, we're really thankful to have you all here this morning, and we'll pray for you as you bring God's word to us. Amen. Lord, we do thank you so much for Phil and Rocio and for their four children. When they left us, they had one, and now they have three more. And it is such a blessing to see this family again after all these years. Uh, thank you for how you have blessed uh, Phil's ministry in Texas and how you continue to uh, lead him and guide him and use him for your glory. Thank you for the power of the gospel to change lives. And I know that his life and Rocio's life have, have been changed in such dramatic ways as they have journeyed with you. And thank you for these precious children that they brought with us. We pray that uh, they would experience our love today as we welcome them and that we would experience your presence in a powerful way as Phil brings the word. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Greg. Well, uh, good morning. It's really good to see everyone here this morning behind the ladies' beautiful anthem. Thank you so much for bringing that uh, to us here today. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be UMW Sunday, so all those in UMW, I do apologize for, for, for being here uh, <laughs> and, and taking the sermon spot, uh, but I am grateful that I have the opportunity to do so. Um, uh, I remember... Uh, again, being here, and, and there's many faces I remember, there's many faces that are new to me, and that's the way it should be in the church if you're growing. You should have people coming in, uh, new folks coming in, being a part of the body of Christ. So I say thanks be to God for all of you who are gathered here today. It was about eight years ago that I was standing right about here, uh, and uh, my son Isaac, he was about, oh, about one year old at the time, uh, we were, we were uh, here, and his godfather, Greg, was baptizing him, and this congregation was saying vows over him. Uh, for all the things that we have done, all the things that we've done in, in and through youth ministry and, and just wonderful experiences of, uh, of Christ uh, through, uh, through youth and parents in this congregation, that's one of my favorite moments is uh, not only my son being baptized here in this congregation, but this congregation taking vows to help raise him. Uh, as you do all children who are baptized here, to help raise them in the faith. Uh, and even though he's been away from you, and the rest of my children have been away from you, uh, those vows have gone with him, and he's been raised in the body of Christ. 
Uh, so I want to say ahead of time, just thank you uh, for doing that back then and know that, that those baptismal vows are being fulfilled. Uh, and thank you for, uh, for having us here today. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity uh, now for you to uh, speak to us through your word and speak to this through us through the uh, power of your Holy Spirit. God, I just pray right now that you help Phil to get out of the way and your Holy Spirit now to increase uh, in speak in and through me uh, in this time, God. Uh, Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our ears to receive you, God, uh, uh, so that we might be transformed by your word. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So, uh, Greg mentioned already a little bit about my background. Uh, uh, we moved up from Texas in about 2007 and uh, came here and was a part of this church in, in 2008. Um, the, the, the ministry started here, and, and you know, for, for a lot of students that come out of state and a lot of people from all over the world come to study in, in, at Asbury Seminary. And uh, it's really important when you get there uh, that you have some sort of affinity group, some, some sort of body that you can attach onto and call, call family uh, around you, or else you just are homesick the whole time from wherever you are. And the first year we were there at Asbury, uh, you know, we enjoyed it, it was good, but we never really latched on to the, to the body of students there. It wasn't until we came here that we really found our family, and that was with this church here, uh, with the youth that we had opportunity to minister with, the parents as well, and of course this church body. Uh, so we say thanks be to God uh, for the relationships that have been forged in Christ, because that's what happens um, when you're a part of a church body, when you're active in being a part of it, relationships form that are so much stronger than anywhere else you can find, truly. There are relationships that are forged in Christ, and those are relationships that are not just lifelong, they're eternal. They're eternal. And so I say praise God for Jesus Christ and praise God for the Spirit working through the church and the opportunity to be a part of the church. Now, the reason for our turn this year is uh, we finally had the opportunity to, to come back. Uh, um, we've been having some kids uh, while I've been away, so we're up, we're up to four now. You saw a few of them. They're kind of matching up here. Um, and, uh, and our youngest, Hannah, she's just about to turn two, and we said, um, we think it's, we're, we're about ready to take a, our minivan. We just got a minivan. Very important to have a minivan when you have multiple children, um, and that's a lifesaver. Um, but we took our minivan up from the very bottom tip of Texas, Brownsville, Texas, that's where I'm currently pastoring, uh, up to uh, the eastern part of Kentucky, Letcher County. That is where my grandfather lives. We wanted to go and see him. He's getting up in age. He's in his mid-90s or so, and we wanted to experience uh, his house and his land uh, uh, and had a great opportunity to do that, spent most of the week here. But while we are here in Kentucky, we wanted to be sure to come by and see our family here in Georgetown. And Greg's told you the rest of the, rest of the story and what a blessing it is to be here now with you. But if, if, if you're like us, whether it's a, a big long trip or, or maybe just, just a few hour trip, um, has anybody traveled so far during the summer? Summer as in school's out and it's time to you know, make plans or maybe, maybe you have plans to travel, anybody here? Yeah, I wanna see hands, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, it's a good amount. So you know 
uh, and have experienced or are experiencing the stress that comes along with uh, packing, right? All the things that you have to get ready for a trip, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're like my wife, and who's really in charge of the, the packing, thankfully, because I'm not good at that kind of stuff, uh, uh, you have lists, right, that check off. Are we need this, 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 and this, this? And are nice and organized and, and get it all in. If it was just me, I'd just be throwing stuff in last second. Here, it fits. Ka, 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 ka. And just, you know, just make, make, it, make it fit, stuff it in. Um, but you, you make plans, not just on what to pack, but where to go. Right? We're going to go here and here during our trip. Um, we're, w- what to do, right? where to eat, things like that. I like to kind of make plans so that everything is organized, especially when you're taking a two-week trip with little kids. It's really important to have as much organization as you can. But I will tell you, no matter how organized you are, no matter how many checklists that you make, you're going to go and start the trip, whether it be two minutes, Two hours, two days later, you're going to say, I forgot that. Right? There's always something that you're like, oh, I forgot it. And this year for us, we had all the stuff. We just keep forgetting to take the kids to the bathroom. (laughs) Potty stops, very important. (laughs) We've learned that now uh, to make sure we go to the bathroom before we move on to our next stop. So, but in general, unless we forget a kid, I'm just gone. I'm like, let's just go. It's, let's, 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 let's get going. You know, of all the things you absolutely need on a trip, the one thing I don't have to worry about, never have to worry about, is leaving God behind. Why? Because God is everywhere. You heard it in the children's sermon this morning. God is with us. You can't play hide and seek from God. He is with you. God is always present with you. Not only that, Scripture tells us that God is always present at every point in His creation. And so, I didn't forget the Scripture. I'd like to ask you to rise as you're able uh, now as we hear the Word of God uh, spoken. And today's scripture is from Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. Hear now the word of the Lord. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. God is everywhere. Everywhere present. David, King David, he's the one that wrote this psalm. He tells us that even if he sped to some corner of the earth, moving at the speed of light, he would find God there to guide him, to hold him fast. We, we see it all throughout Scripture, folks. Uh, we also hear about God's presence wherever we are in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, where Paul referred to God and said, For in him 
we live and move and have our being. As a theologian might put it, God is omnipresent. Have you heard that term before? Omnipresence? Omnipresent. He is everywhere. Omnipresent is just a fancy word for He is everywhere. Not just here with us in worship this morning. Not just here in Scott County. Not just here all the way to Texas or in our country or or even around the world. God is everywhere in creation, throughout the universe and beyond what we can see. God is there. He fills it. But even though God fills the entire universe, we must realize that He's even greater than that. God is not creation. He existed before the universe came into being. He created the universe. Psalm 92.2 reads this, Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is not to be confused with nature, with the universe, or anything like that. We see God in and through nature. It's beautiful. I love seeing the creation and saying, thank you, God. But that that creation, that sunrise, is not God. God created it. He fills all things, but He is distinct from His creation. He is much greater than the universe. God is also present in places that are invisible to us. There is much of creation that we don't see. He created the heavens and the earth. We're we're pretty much familiar with the earth, but the heavens, they're still kind of a mystery for us, aren't they? When somebody we love passes on, when somebody we love dies, their body, it remains with us. But we don't see where their soul goes. And we're not bodies with souls, we're souls with bodies. That's who we are. That soul goes to a place that we can't see and we can't visit. They are separated from us for a time, but they are not separated from God because God is everywhere. If you could put up the first part of the verse, 139 verse 8, you'll see it here. David actually speaks on that. He says in verse 8, If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Sheol is a Hebrew word that refers to the grave, the place of the dead. God is everywhere. Even death does not separate us from the awesome presence of the Lord. Amen? God's presence is not just everywhere. It is immense. Now, when I say the word immense... Maybe the first few words that pop in your mind is big, right? Or, or, or large, huge. And we can think of God in those terms, but it doesn't do true justice to what the Bible's really saying with that word immense. Immense has another meaning. That of being incapable of measurement. Boundless. Infinite. It is in this respect that we say God is immense through His omnipresence. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 17, at the dedication of the temple built for God in Jerusalem, King Solomon said about God, But will God really dwell on earth? 
The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. God cannot be contained by any space. No matter how large. God is transcendent above space. So, we should be thankful that when we are packing for a trip, we don't have to pack God. It would be hard to do. God's omnipresence should be a great comfort to all of us gathered here. It means He is actually physically with us through all of the mess this world brings on us. Through all of the stresses that get piled up on us, God is with us because He's everywhere. We are never away from His presence. We are, as Jesus said, in the palm of His hand. God is with us. John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus says, If anyone loves Me, he will obey My teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Do you hear that? Home is not just where the heart is. Home is where Jesus is. And He's in your heart. It's pretty cool. How do you get that? He says, all those who listen to me and obey my teaching, Jesus says, I will come and live with you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that He brings upon us. It is, we're in the season of Pentecost where we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit into the life of God's people empowering us to go and be the hands and feet of Christ for our community. We can do that because Jesus comes and resides right with us. It's because of His omnipresence. He's everywhere. His presence with you will never end. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5-6, through 6, we read, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I don't know about you, but it's real easy to get afraid. Yes, because there are things that happen in this life that we don't expect. And I don't know about you, but again, I like to plan a little bit. And sometimes this world will throw a wrench in some of those plans and when those wrenches come in, what's well, the first thing that I, I typically do? It's, it's to knock my knees a little bit and say, what am I going to do now? I don't know if any of you have ever been in that place before, saying, what am I going to do now? But God is saying the same thing that He said to many the church fathers before and still today to us now. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Get behind me. And I'm going to knock over every single obstacle that gets in our way. That's the God we serve. That's how immense our God is. He says, do not be afraid. I have you. Yet, having said that, there are times where God is with us, protecting us, but we just don't feel it. We just don't see it. Even in the Psalms, you know, this is one of the Psalms that I've read today, but all throughout the Psalms, there, there are Psalms that are, are lament Psalms where, where people are seeing, even King David was saying, where are you, God? My enemies are all around me. 
I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do your will, but nothing seems to be going right. Where are you? Show up, please. Sometimes we don't feel God's presence because we have allowed sin to come into our lives, which hides the presence of God from us. That's why repentance is so important to get sin out of our lives. God is holy and blameless. He does not tolerate sin in His kingdom. Instead, He destroys sin. He takes all those things that make us guilty and shameful and hurt, and He squashes them. And He says, I forgive you. Turn away from that life and live in my glory and my righteousness. That's a gift that He gives to us through repentance. He destroys sin by the power of Jesus Christ through the cross. That's why we celebrate Easter. The resurrection is, is a sign of the overcoming of sin and death, truly, for all those who believe in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we don't feel God's presence not because of our sins, but because we might be tested. Tested to make our faith even stronger. And I'll tell you, some ways that we can make our faith stronger is practice. Um, Y'all hear the phrase, practice makes perfect? Yeah? Well, uh, I don't know if that's always true. I'd say practice makes you closer to perfect, right? And the same thing goes with our faith. If we are practicing our faith, I will tell you, the better chance we have of being close to God, hearing from God, and noticing how God truly is all around us, and we might just not see it. Things like prayer, having, having a daily prayer life, that is really helpful, and being able to see God around us. Worship, actually just coming to worship. Boy, what, what a joy it is to see all those kids up here today. Amen? That is, you don't know how many churches uh, around, around the world would just give everything they have to have that many kids uh, uh, coming up and being a part of worship. Praise be to God. We, uh, when, we bring, when we come to worship, when we bring our kids to worship, we are honoring the Lord. We are training our kids Right, That church is important, that the Lord is important, that the community of faith is important. So thanks be to God that we have kids coming and that you're coming to worship. If you have a friend that might be away from worship that's just not coming, encourage them to come back because that's a really good way to be reminded that God is with us everywhere we go. Devotionals, just taking some time in your day, uh, just even five minutes, just to read a little scripture and say, thank you, God, for this today. Or maybe reading something uh, that somebody else has written and say, God, I need your help with this today. Just a little reminder, just saying, God is here today. Just, just a little bit of time goes a long way in building your faith and realizing that God is with you. Reading the scriptures. And here's another one, small groups. Small groups. Man, you know what? I, uh, uh, Rocio and I, we, we came in and it's, it's, it kind of has blown our mind how, how much this place has kind of transformed since last we were here. For many of you, you might be new and you might not know any different, uh, but this place, uh, this church has, 
has grown uh, uh, physically and spiritually, uh, and uh, that just brings such joy to my heart. It just makes me makes my heart go. I forgot that was there. <laughs> and uh, you know, when we came in, we saw a big bulletin board out there with all kinds of opportunities for small groups. People's homes that they have open for small groups, right? If you're not in a group, in a Sunday school, in, in a, just a small group of people, right, you're missing out. And this church gives you the opportunity to be a part of a community of faith, to not be alone. Worship is important. Sunday worship is important. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But boy, where discipleship really happens is when you're in a small group of people praying with one another, sharing life with one another, opening up to one another. That, that's Wesleyan. That's part of our heritage as Methodists is small groups. And so we, we were taking pictures. We're like, oh, this is great. We need to take this back to our church. We need to get you know, these, these things all set up. If you're not a part of a small group and you're feeling apart from God, that's, that's one of the quickest ways to realize that God is with you, is being with other, other people. They might not be perfect, but you aren't either. <laughs> and getting together and just being a community of faith together. That's so, what's so beautiful about the church. The Spirit can do wonders, and we realize that God is with us. But you know what? Even when we can't feel God around us, maybe we're doing all those things and we still can't feel God around us, rest assured that God is there. God is still there. God is inescapable. You can't run away from God. God knows everything that you do. He is always there. I'm really glad that God is good. Because if he was bad, then you think, you even like scary movies? Scary movies are so scary because of omnipresence, right? The bad guy is everywhere. They can't get away from the bad guy. Like he's around that corner, he's around that corner. Don't go alone into the woods. What are you thinking? The bad guy is everywhere, right? That's what makes scary movies so creepy. I'm really glad that God is good. Otherwise, he'd be a terrible villain in a scary movie. Something that I would not want to go close to. But he's good. Ask Jonah, right? We mentioned that in the children's sermon this morning too. Jonah, uh, God said, Jonah, I'm commanding you to go and preach to these Ninevites who really need to hear a word about the Lord because they're doing a lot of bad things. And Jonah says, good, you know what? They deserve the punishment. They have done a lot of bad things and they deserve what you're going to give them. And I'm not going to go over there to tell them. And then what happens to Jonah? He tries to run away, and God says, nope, big fish, come and swallow him. And barfs him up on the land and says, you're going to preach anyway. And Jonah says, okay. He goes reluctantly and goes and preaches, and miracles of miracles, those people say, okay, and they come to know the Lord, and he, Jonah says, God, God, he's even resentful after God has saved all these people and a whole nation. All that to say, you can't run away from God. Why? Because God is everywhere. You can't, you can't escape him. You can't try to play hide and seek. He's always there with you. He will always know where you are. 
So for those of you who are tempted to run from God or what He might be calling you to do, there is nowhere to go. The only chance you have is completely shutting yourself off. And that is not a good thing for you or for anybody around you. There's nowhere to hide. He's right there beside you. And so, I want you to hear this today. When we face difficulties, when you face difficulties, God is with you. When we need strength, when you need strength, God is with you. When we feel alone, when you feel alone, God is with you. When we need forgiveness, when I need forgiveness, when you need forgiveness, God is with you. And when we need love, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Because God is everywhere and we cannot escape His love for us. I'd like to invite the the praise team back up at this time as we prepare to sing our, our closing song. And I'd like to invite you all to rise as you're able as we prepare our hearts to worship the Lord our God through this song. Let us pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for never giving up on us. We thank you for a community of faith that we have, that we can share, Lord, uh, our problems, we can share our burdens, that we know that, that not only you're with us, but other people here in this world are with us too. And God, your spirit living in them and through them can speak to us and, and for us and and give us a word from you. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, the Holy Spirit just rain down on, on First United Methodist Church, Georgetown. That you continue to do your work in and through this church for uh, this wonderful community. God, that you empower people here today to realize that uh, we are not alone. That you are with us. And God, um, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray more disciples are made, God. That more people come to be saved and, and know who you are, Lord. And Lord, that people in this room here today might be agents of that. Lord, that your Holy Spirit might th flow through folks so that in our communities, in our workplace, in our school, people won't even have a chance to know, Lord, uh, that you don't love them because they are so loved by people here. And so, God, I, I just pray uh, your power. I pray your spirit, and I pray your blessing uh, upon FUMC Georgetown. I thank you, Lord, for them. And I, Lord, I, I just pray, Lord, that you continue to do awesome and powerful things in the name of Jesus Christ through them. We pray this in the name of Jesus and all God's people say, amen.